Brooklyn. 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 Hello, Queens. It's your boy Podnam up in Casterly Pod, chilling with my my boy, your boy, your boy, Padre. What's going on? Your boy. What's going on is I'm hosting a little gala right now at, you know, there's like the Met Gala. Yeah. I'm saying that word right, gala is a game. No, gala. yeah, it's where, it's where Mr. Met and Mrs. Met uh-huh. host their party every year. And yeah, Mrs. Met wears like a, a Pope hat. Yep. It's all bedazzled. Yep. And it was Tom really, Brady shows up in a weird suit. Yeah, it's really awkward because Ms., mm-hmm. Mrs. Met usually does that. And Rihanna came through like residential Brooklyn. She has a spot in Brooklyn, and yeah. she goes to a lot of Nets games. She kind of offended Mrs. Met. It was really, really yeah, awful. It's, it's like it's basically the equivalent of like showing up to a wedding wearing a white dress yeah. type of thing. So fucked up. So Rihanna fucked up there. <laughs> I don't think she sang so low that Joel Embiid is gonna get his chance to sleep with her like he wants yet. She needs to stoop lower, but still, <laughs> he's he's salivating at the chance. Speaking of solo, did you see yeah. Childish Gambino on SNL? I confess I did oh, not. No. I don't. I don't really watch that. So not much of these days. I did see one sketch. Oh yeah, where did you get that from? All right, what do you want credit for? I want this credit for. I would have seen it anyway, probably because it's like all over YouTube and it's a Cavs related. So you know, being a Cavs just talk it up. I'm I'm in your I'm in Casually Pod. Mm. Show respect to your boy coming through and yeah. delivering a URL that changed your all life. Right. So so Podnam over here was he was for my gala tonight. Uh, gala, I'm still, I don't know how to pronounce it. Gala? Gala, I don't know. You know, I copied off the, the Met Gala. I'm just gonna pronounce it different every time. I copied off the Met Gala. Gala. And wanted to have a, a Casterly Pod one, and I have had a whole guest list here. And, you know, Padnam, you were, you weren't really top of the list, I gotta be honest. Wait, what? And, uh, you were kind of in this section where, like, oh, could make it, could not. But then you sent me this Cavs video, this SNL, uh, Donald Glover skit. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, he's got to be in. So yeah, do you want to say what the skit is for? Hey now? man, all you guys need to know is check that out uh, and know that the Cavs point guard is a Roomba, mm-hmm. and uh, the center is a golden golden retriever. Yeah, and I think the second leading scorer on the team is a, a woman who heavily smokes. If yes. I remember that, Joe. Yeah. And then another one uh, is just learning the game and Blue Jeans, so mm-hmm. doesn't figure out the whole thing. And I think there's also a 50 year old guy, uh, father. Who has two kids that are also on the team? Yeah, the the one I left at the heart, the joke I left at the hardest, I think, was um, where whatever guy was like, I've always got LeBron's back and his shoulders. He's like massaging him. That was but, the hardest um, one to you. I, it was to me. Yeah, it was a little re- realist. Yeah. yeah, but but I think that skit was also. If I read the uh, title correct, it said "Cut for Time," so it didn't even air on TV. I don't think. Yeah, it was only a, a yeah. YouTube exclusive. Yeah, but also it it was um, a couple of days ago only and. I feel like it would have been more, it's probably not like a cut or anything, but it would have been a little more prescient during the Pacers series because LeBron's teammates actually did show up in the Raptors series. What do you mean? The, his teammates as in like... Uh, not just to massage him. You know, they showed right. up and scored. They physically, Kevin Love they physically showed and up. Kyle Korver and the rest showed up and actually put... Put, got a lot of jazz Smith. So you're saying that you're saying that because uh, this episode ended on Saturday. And when did the series end on Tuesday? This episode ended on Saturday. Oh, oh that's right now. now. Yeah, not this episode that we're recording. Yeah. That we don't know what number. Technically, it probably ended on Sunday morning. Right? What time does SNL end? It starts at eleven thirty. Yeah, did it end on Sunday? 
I guess, or it ends right as Sunday study. It goes 11.30 to 1, I think, usually. Are you, are, you, are you actually talking about the time zone and the actual... Well, you're the one who said when the episode ended, which is a weird way to say it. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. No, I said... Harping on it. I said this episode ended, or aired. I would say aired. My, my I know, you misspoke. This is our dynamic pod now. You know, Who knows? But no. I'm, I'm probably going to answer... You make any question. little mis, misspeak, I'm and then I, to get I jump on it. I'm trying to get an answer, yeah. and you're really deflecting right now. What's uh, the question again? Well, the question was... When did the set the Cavs and Raptors series wrap up? Uh, Monday night. Monday night. was the game four and the sweep was completed. Okay. So the sketch probably was recorded somewhere between Wednesday and Thursday or Friday for SNL to air. Yeah. And uh, that means and Friday They would have seen at least the first game, which his teammates didn't games, show up as much. Maybe the first two. Probably games. the first two though. Yeah, so exactly. was, and the second one is when the bench did explode a bit, so... That was a game one, right? Out. The no, that was the third one. Game two was, was basically a blowout. And everyone uh, played pretty well. Right, that's what it I was in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So that's when um, Mark Jones named it LeBronto. Uh, Correct. And that kind of went everywhere. Correct. That was Thursday. Uh, uh, that was literally a week ago tonight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that aired, probably recorded around that time. So meaning, when you just said Kyle Korver and the other Cavs showed up... Would you say in game one and game two, they showed up more than they showed up on three and four? Because I, I feel that LeBron, obviously he's the, the story, he's the reason why the no. Cavs are any good. I feel like LeBron willed the team on game one. Actually, game- now that I'm thinking back to it, that's not actually true. So I was kind of thinking of Kevin Love, because Kevin Love in game one still didn't have a great style mm-hmm. line or anything. And two through four, he had a good, good one. But actually LeBron, at least by LeBron's standards, didn't have a great game one. That was the one where the Raptors essentially blew it and choked. Um, it was a whole thing with the Kendrick and uh, Perkins and uh, Drake. Not, not Lamar. Bag. Kendrick Lamar. No, that's why. Kendrick, Perkins, yeah. the Perk. The other beef The Perk, has, Drake beef. Drake has, yeah. yeah. The yeah. one where Drake would actually <laughs> get put in a wheelchair for real if he <laughs> engaged in that fight. Degrassi style? Yeah. 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 But um, I'm sure people have made that joke already. But, but no, so... And LeBron even admitted he said he played bad in game one. And again, it's by LeBron's standard. He still almost had a triple-double. But actually, yeah. his teammates like Corver did pick him up in that. And Corver was probably the main reason we won that game. He had hit a bunch of clutch shots in the fourth quarter. So, the, yeah, the teammate thing. But I, I, it's a skit. I still thought it was funny, even though I'm a Cavs fan. Well, I mean, you're talking And, you know, they pro- I'm sure they thought of it before. What, you know, right, right. I mean, the whoever whole, came up the whole concept is LeBron is a team and everyone knows that. Yeah. Now, the reason why... I think we're diving in in detail about this the sketch uh, sketch 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 the sketch, or sketch, the sketch the sketch the galah uh, sketches uh, is because I feel like there's only one player that is going to be the main thing looking forward into the Celtics as a loud motorcycle as drives by casually pod goddamn right uh, you know. A lot of players make important players like plays like Jared Smith, Kyle Korver, mm-hmm. even Tristan Thompson playing some defense on JV. That was huge. Uh, yeah, he was big. He came in. He actually came in in Game Seven of the Pacers. Yeah. That's when he he decided to resurface. But yeah. yeah, but I feel like the Nets. I mean, not Nets. Well, Nets will never be in this conversation for a while. <laughs> um, I feel like the Cavs have six deep. Tristan off the um, bench. You're including Tristan in it. Yeah, that's the six. Uh, and he plays like eight to ten minutes, depending on the matchup, which I do feel like he'll play. We'll talk about the preview. So do you want to name the six then? 
No, I'm saying he is the six. That means it's Kyle. Yeah, so name who you're saying. Yeah, Kyle, um, Kev, Channing, Richard, uh, Iman. Oh, no, this is 2018. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we got Braun. We got... Uh, Love, Corver, Tristan, you're saying. Well, Tristan's not starting in my mind. Who do they put up? JR. Well, you're talking about six players. Yeah, JR. JR and, and George Hill, who's been playing pretty well. Right. So it's George Hill, those five, and then Tristan on top the starting lineup they had last yeah with Jeff Green still playing he's been playing pretty decent oh, at least in the Raptors series he did so I'll put him I'll, let's say because Tristan's half of half of a person right now I would say it's six and a half with Jeff Green being the sixth person that's how deep yeah, is that true now I'm trying to think there's I feel like I'm missing a guy then who's been I mean Austin kind of picked, played a little no bit he only played him. in the last game right but um and Clarkson Clarkson's been playing, but got, it sucks. Got fouled really hard. That's what his thing was. Yeah, got that's why DeRozan got uh, ejected for yeah. that. Which, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't think that was necessary, but whatever. So DeRozan <laughs> missed both fourth quarters and came through and four because yeah. he got bench game through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get into Toronto, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, I mean, in, in playoff series, typically in the NBA, most teams only roll about eight, maybe nine deep in the yeah. rotation, so it's not like the regular season. Yeah. So, like, Larry Nance has been getting no time, basically. Rodney Hood's been getting no time and, and apparently refused to go in the game in garbage time in game four. Oh, he's definitely... He might as well just kept Crowder. I mean, yeah. literally, if you're having a... I mean, you don't know how someone's going to react, but... Yeah. Yeah, he's being a little... Not in like Crowder, but... Uh, he's not being a little bitch. Yeah, he shouldn't be doing that. LeBron will literally drop him off like somewhere else, like send him to Detroit or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Tyloo or someone came out and said like it's not going to affect the future. Like we'll still no. play But apparently, some of the, t- the teammates weren't happy, which what they they should be. I mean, I mean, he is so hood. He's so hood. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps it real. So you know, recapping the series, obviously it was a sweep. It was a, a huge blow to Toronto and to the uh, made Drake cry. Made, all my family cry. Uh, All right, your your famous uh, Toronto family. Yeah, and that you know I was somewhat talking a little shit, but also supporting them at the same time. You give them the many LeBronto jokes, or that yeah. was too soon. Well, I mean, I did. No, I definitely said sorry that Toronto to that got named to LeBronto. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how do I get there for the wedding next? <laughs> next, next month uh, are you going to LeBronto next month? I'm going to LeBronto next month yeah nice. so we're gonna, that's going to be my first LeBronto wedding I've never had that before I, I think official I, because it really has been that for a while because he has been owning them forever just, yeah. they just officially renamed it now yeah I think it's like you know in Toronto's uh, aspect is if anyone were to get like a key to the city it's almost like LeBron demolished several buildings and then put up some high rises that say LeBron, kind of like Trump, and then they gave him the key to the city. Like, it took a lot of time, but, like, mm. he added to the economy of Toronto yeah. by destroying it. But Trump buildings usually fail. A lot of his businesses and casinos uh, hit the red, so that's bad news for Toronto if that's going to be what he's emulating. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's already bad news for Toronto. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was talking I was talking trash on a, on a little uh, chat, Telegram thread, or WhatsApp, whatever. Telegram thread? Yeah. What? What's that? People in Canada use Telegram? Oh, is this just a new thing? I don't know about... Yeah, it's... I mean, people would be using Telegram, WhatsApp, as opposed to text, because it's easier. The only thing I know Telegram is, like, an old-time, like, 
dashes and Oh, dashes. no. No, it's not an actual telegram. It's an app. Okay. Called I was telegram. like, they're not that far no. behind in Canada. It's like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, Lebr- maybe LeBronto sends them back to the Sony. And there is that famous yeah. meme of him as a meteor going down on the Raptors, <laughs> falling down on them with a smiling LeBron face. That's so good. Yeah, I, I really enjoy those memes. I really enjoy... They're great. I love going on Reddit or whatever after a game of victory and... Uh, yeah, yeah. And just... Also, people have way too much time, but I love it. Yeah, you know all this copy pasta they call it? No, what is that? So, oh, I feel like I should even pull up some examples, but like, there's something on Reddit, or it might just be on the internet in general. It's like essentially a meme, but but it's like a written out meme. They call it copy pasta. So, someone comes up with one that's popular, and, they, and then, then people just do it over and over, but they insert different people and right. characters into it. Right. So, there's this whole one about the Cavs after, let me, let me try to find this. Um, it's pretty funny. Like, after the Cavs made all the trades mid-season, one was created out of this, and then people keep using it uh, over and over again. Okay, yeah. It was a, I typed in Cavs copypasta on Google. That's the first thing that comes up. I think here. Cause, okay, so this one was based on J.R. Smith saying, we got a squad now, or we got a fucking squad now. This is recent? Yeah, or he said this after right after that trade. After they beat, you know, like after the trade, they beat like OKC and, and maybe another team. They beat Celtics by like 30. That's Paul, right. Paul they, they did that back to back. That's right. Yeah. And people were all into it. So, okay. So here is the, so this article was published um, that said, uh, that read this. This was like just a literal article. It says, Cleveland Cavaliers general manager Kobe Altman proudly waited outside the visiting locker room after the final buzzer to give LeBron James and players on his victorious New Look team an appreciative fist pound on Sunday afternoon. Injured forward Kevin Love yelled out, There you go, there you go. Sharpshooter Kyle Korver gave a look of pleasant surprise. Guard J.R. Smith yelled out, We got a fucking squat now. And before James hit the locker room door, former NBA great Kevin Garnett hugged him and said, Y'all look so different. So basically what happens from this is, People on Reddit or wherever take this that exact thing I just read, but they insert their own like n- different names and stuff in it. So there, there's a whole Toronto one I read after they get swept. Like so instead of like former NBA great Kevin Garnett, it says like for, former NBA coach Dwayne Casey <laughs> hugged him and said, "We y'all look so the same." <laughs> I don't know if, if I can find that exact one. I yeah. read the whole thing because it's really yeah. funny. But like it's it's this whole thing. Yeah. Then it tends to get homoerotical in a lot of these ones, and you, you get the gist, but... A lot of locker room talk, basically? Uh, yeah, some locker room talk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. But that's copypasta. Well, I, I kind of want to find one. It's like Ad Libs, but like... Because the one I read is... Yeah, or Mad Libs or whatever. Mad yeah. Libs, yeah. The, the one I read is the actual thing, but uh, I want I want to actually get like an example of what they, what they turn it into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I mean, they it's took funny. the the Cavs took care. Obviously, everyone knows the Cavs took care of Toronto and actually renamed the whole city. Yeah. Now, who is your other than LeBron? And you mentioned Corver. Who is your most valuable supporting player? Wait, MVS MVSP, excluding Corver and who? No, no, excluding LeBron, obviously. He's a supporting player. Who's the most valuable supporting player yeah. thus far? Right, yeah. As of for the Toronto series and or thus far. I don't know, whichever one. I would say Kyle Corver. Corver? Has been the second best player. Why is that? Because there's a couple, mo- especially in the Indiana series, like, obviously it went to seven. They're, 
that's the hardest LeBron playoff team has been tested in a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Eastern Conference, of course. Right. And there was one game or two where he made a couple big shots at the end that really could have swung the game, basically. Mm-hmm. And he still kept the shooting going in this in the Toronto series. And then Lois got it up as well now, too. But, um, yeah. But so I would say Corbin. And even Tristan gets a special shout-out just for that Game 7 performance. Right. Right. But overall, and he's back with Chloe, so everything's good. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I don't think he ever left her, but it was just the whole, you know. I mean, just NBA players are going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, when you wait for whatever it is, is yeah, yeah, eight and uh, eight months and three weeks pregnant, you got to go out with a couple Instagram. He, I think he did that with his ex girlfriend as well, right? Or, he did, yeah. He's 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 got a good track record. He's got a yeah yeah he's got a. Uh, whether it's good or not, it's a track record nonetheless, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you say Kyle Korver. I feel like J.R. Smith. Yeah, you would be up there too. And it's and it's because he's of played. the little things. It's the little things yeah. like defensively, he'll Defense. get he'll get in the way of deflections mm-hmm. and stuff. He'll hustle. Yeah. And he'll make he'll enjoy time make people laugh. Like he'll like that's a big part of J.R. Smith's personality. But like that's a huge thing on like in a long grueling playoff. You know, uh, Bill, especially since he's older and matured in some ways, but also you don't know which J.R. Smith you're going to get. You have no idea whether You know if J.R. is only, like, a year younger than LeBron or two years younger than LeBron. Like, he's older than people think. He's old. Uh, no, I think he's, like, yeah, I think he's approximately... He's, like, age. 32. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, at this or point... Yeah, he is, like, your age, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so, so I agree with you on the J.R. thing with the little things he's been doing. In the Indiana series, though, he was super cold from the field, but he did play good defense on Oladipo, and um, and Oladipo had some games where he really struggled. Whether that was Jr. or not, it was partially him, but partially also just the moment. I think scheme, yeah, yeah, but um, but specifically the the few big time buckets that Corver hit. That's yeah. why I put him over the top. But we need both of them. If there, we have any chance to beat the Rockets or the Warriors, probably the Warriors. But either way, and we'll make our picks for what, who we yeah. think and these. Western and Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah, I think um, we we obviously need both Smith and Corbin, and they're both starting now. So, so I mean, congrats to the Cavs, to ECF, real quick, Toronto, T that, LeBronto, what do you do? You blow it up? Well, I don't know if I would blow it up completely. I would do something though. I don't know if they should fire Casey. Um, I don't know how much of it his. I think partially it's his fault that. He does seem to not be able to... LeBron is set. So a lot of people are going to say LeBron is just impenetrable. You know, you can't get through him right now in this decade, whatever. In the Eastern Con- no one's made it over him in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, in Miami, Cleveland, Eight, eight years in a row. Yeah. yeah, this will be eight years. So... And then you, you, uh, you, 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 you talk about that, that off year where he beat Detroit, too, on top of that. So it's like nine years... Mm-hmm. Out of the past, maybe 12, I think, give or take. Yeah. I guess it would be, no. that being said, what was I saying? Oh, so people would say LeBron, LeBron, which is true. I don't think he could beat it, even with the best defensive scheme right. that probably won. But they got swept two years in a row. Right. I mean, and they got beat Casey beat. does have some obvious flaws in the playoffs, it seems. He struggles you mean, with you mean some coach of the year, Casey, probably? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Brad Stevens didn't get a single vote, which is crazy. But um, So dumb. So but dumb. anyway, um, yeah. and we'll see that. I'm sure Stevens is going to have a better... Scheme going than Casey did. I mean, I, hopefully not because I. I mean, I think we're gonna win it regardless. But but I could see spoiler alert. I could see the the some um, scheme Stevens has combined with some of the young guys getting at least a game. So get back to Toronto. Toronto get but back. with Toronto, so the question is: Do you fire him or not? I'm fifty fifty on whether they should fire him or not. I do think they should 
probably move away from DeMar DeRozan. It's DeMar or Casey, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's not, you know, the fans are not going to cry. They're not going to cry over DeMar. They're not going to cry and, over Casey because coaches are replaceable. Like, they're not, unless, unless you're now Brad Stevens and formerly Greg Popovich and probably Steve Kerr as well. Like, perfect example, 2003 NBA Finals, Rick Carlisle did a bang, like a really good job mm-hmm. coaching the team to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they're like, you know what? Let's flip it to Larry Brown. And then they win the championship. But, I, like, everyone still says Rick Carlisle is a good coach. He's, I mean, he beat LeBron with Casey, um, coming back full circle, as the Mavs. Oh, and, that's right. Casey was on, was the... Yeah, he was a defensive That's quarterback. why it's so confusing to me about LeBron, because... He was able to shut LeBron down in that series. So yeah. I don't know if you saw the jump monologue with Nick, Rachel Nicholas about like last week. It was no, per- it was beautiful. It was perfect because it it showed Dwayne Casey talking about like his stuff, but then it focused on LeBron, and he's like, you know, after the series, I'm gonna make sure that you know the Mavs did a good job of guarding me and stopping me, and then he's talking about his fadeaways. That was after game two. That's the fadeaways, right? Game. Yeah. And he was just like, I want to make sure there's no weaknesses in my game. And that Mavs series sparked me. So LeBron beating Toronto is on a deeper level than Dwayne Casey being his motivation to get better from that finals. And that's, it's like Rachel Nicholas and whatever, their whole crew connected everything streamlined. That's interesting. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone should watch that. But like, that goes back to it. I think Dwayne Casey... Even if he's coach of the year, it doesn't matter. Like, coaches are replaceable. So you think they should get rid of him over DeRozan? If you get rid of him, because it's going to be hard to shop DeRozan. And bring, and they should bring in someone that LeBron has never been offended by. Or <laughs> never hurt LeBron's feelings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I don't know who that coach is, but, like, they need some. They need a change. You fall on deaf ears. Whatever approach that's working, it's not enough to get past LeBron. Yeah, but, but and like I said, it's you probably won't get past him anyway, but you can at least put him more of a fight. Type of thing. Not get swept two years. When you have the best record in this, and you win fifty nine games, yeah, there's there. But I would, I mean, I could see them getting rid of both, and I wouldn't hate the move either way. But I say DeRozan, yeah, I say DeRozan. Well, I mean, no, I'm just thinking as a, you know, as an objective observer for as a fan of basketball. If I was a Toronto fan, I really don't know how I would feel other than you know depressed and hopeless. But (laughs) but but DeRozan, he's one of the he's one of the best players in the franchise. Right. And it's not like the most storied franchise, but he, but he is though. His regular season deeds are great, but he just I've seen it enough from him now. Kyle Lowry to some extent, but I I do think Lowry had a pretty decent series, all things considered. No, he, he got into some foul trouble here and there, which limited him. But but DeRozan and me just there's two um, things that are just don't lead to playoff success. One is just his game in general. Yeah, he started shooting the three more this year, last year. Look, he made a he didn't make a single three pointer versus the Cavs, not one in four games. Get the fuck out! of he here. He didn't make one. I don't know how many attempted. I think he only attempted like eight or nine, and was zero for whatever. That's not fake. So yes, yeah, so I I don't know how many attempted, but but he didn't make any. And then so his game is his game. Like honestly, LeBron was like emulating him almost with those mid range jumpers that he was splashing the fadeaways. His he slashes and he he makes two pointers essentially. Right. But it's not like LeBron where he slashes, but he can't. Obviously, not freight train like LeBron. Hardly anyone is. So that's just not as valuable. You need you need more offense in the playoffs. And secondly, he doesn't have that killer mentality that the great players have. 
he shrinks from the moment, in my opinion, from what I've seen, playing the Raptors three years in a row now in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think, in general, the Raptors, LeBron just is in their head in a way that, obviously, the Pacers. He's not in the Pacers' head. Some other teams, but even against any team, any great team, like, if they somehow got to the finals, I couldn't see him doing anything against the Warriors. Like, he just doesn't have that gear to switch into, it seems like. So, so I mean, do you disagree with anything I'm saying? No, I mean... The thing is, I feel like I feel like Demar still has a lot to improve on, and he's been improving every year. I feel like, and, and I'm not he's, saying you. What's more tradable is Lowry. Lowry is definitely more tradable, and they ha- both have big contracts. But the thing is, the guy Odobi. He, I like him. Oh no, he's, he's definitely. He's a lot of good rookies in the league this year. And they have a really. They did a draft really well, and mm-hmm. I think it's because Masayori knows international, and yeah. they have good scouts and whatever. Even though he has screwed up their cat, I mean, he he's good. He seems to be good at um, finding talent, but he doesn't seem to be good contract. at contracts. Yeah. Yeah. They're not in a good, great situation right now. I mean, Colangelo wasn't either good, so they really haven't had many good GMs in their whole franchise, but. What I was going to say is that I think I think you have to... Obviously, people will know DeMar's on the open market now. Um, it, it's just without saying yeah. he is. I heard him tie to LA. That's a lot of people. But yeah. he's from there, you know. And then, you know, if he, was in the a, if he was in a Clipper or a Laker uniform, I'm sure he would blossom yeah. even more because he would love to be home yeah. and do that. But, but I don't think as the number one guy, like, I think he's got to be... I mean, I would almost compare him. It might be a weird comparison, but... I would almost compare him to Kevin Love a little bit. Like, DeMar? Because they're both depressed? That's, well, no, it's not because of that. That's really messed up, Drew. But, <laughs> so, but because yeah. they... I don't think it's a bad comparison because the most success they've had as being the guy is DeMar right now, even though he is Lowry still. But, yeah. but when he'll take over in the regular season, and Love did that in Minnesota, but they never made the playoffs. Yeah. But as the second guy... Who doesn't? Who might be have to take a game off now and then, or might just just might not have it in them to show up a hundred percent in in a seven game series every game. Yeah, that to me, I think DeRozan might be a similar guy like that. And he needs he needs a number one. So you're talking about he's a one star. He's a one. He's a star in the league, but he's not a superstar. I don't even if he improves, I don't see him ever being that. Unless he like magically gets a a a wet three ball, which. It just doesn't seem like. I mean, it's not hard to. Even, that he makes in good situations. It's not hard to com- compare him to even like a, a Vince Carter or Jason Richardson. I mean, in my in my book, in, not in terms of gameplay. Richardson, I could see, but Richardson never has to be the main guy. But Vince Carter, Carter was the main, I, was the main guy for Carter. Disappoint and and ultimately disappointing, I guess. Which but, is he's also the most. Like, who knew he could be 41 and playing ball still? Yeah, so. he's oldest guy in the league now, and he's apparently still going to play next. And year. And he can still dunk jump out the gym mm-hmm. really and dunk it. So. Yeah, he was such an athletic specimen. Obviously, DeMar is very athletic as well, but like, he's just such a well, kind of freak athlete Carter that I feel like I just have a harder time comparing that him to... to, to I mean, it's to be continued on Toronto. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Um, it's I'm, interesting uh, to think to consider. I'm gonna, when I go to Canada, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say hi to every single person mm-hmm. and say, hey, in Lebronto, are people being traded? Please tell me. Yes or no circle. <laughs> then I'll just hand those things out, and then I'll tell them, and I'll collect the data. Now Canadians are famously pretty polite and courteous, but I still feel like this isn't. I don't know how they're gonna roll with this. But they have the Toronto FC soccer club. They can they can worry about that. Because their Maple Leafs, I know, are their, are their hockey squad, and they 
They lost in seven games. And Blue Jays aren't really going to make any noise with Red Sox-Yankees going on. I think they have a pretty good record right now, but yeah, ultimately they'll, they'll fall off right. for sure. Done with that series. Should we talk uh, Celtics-Sixers then? Wrapped up last night. Uh, Joel Embiid missed the bunny. Two, three bunnies. They could have tied the game. Um, they left. Was it who was open and made a three? I think it was Smart. No. Much. Oh, oh, in Boston. Uh, it was Tatum. Tatum hit a two-pointer. A mid-range jumper. Right? Yeah, and then, no, Smart missed the three, but then he got the rebound. Yeah. But also they said that there was a foul that the refs... Came, well, you know how they sometimes like come out and it can't affect the outcome. The final five. But they come out the next game and say, like, oh, we the refs, we missed the call. So they they said they should have called a foul on Embiid. Not on Embiid, but someone fouling Embiid oh, yeah. in the they last them. two they seconds. Them. Yeah, they mauled him. And they said they should have done that, which happens with a They never do, though. But here's the thing. The uh, Celtics this year have been great at coming back at the end of games, even when they're down pretty late. So that that's one thing that's happening right. that's happened in the series. Right, right. And the Cel- and then Sixers just kind of choked. I mean, they the game I watched the most intently was Game Three. Watched it start to finish. Every play, you know, I you know I, that was the only one of that series where I didn't miss a minute of the game. Meaning you watched both teams that could potentially play your team, but you watch it as a. As, like, a scout, or do you watch it as a fan? I don't. I mean, both, I guess. Okay. Mostly as I mean, a fan. playoff basketball is playoff basketball. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that that's the one I, I remember the most and saw the most, because all the other games I saw part of it at least, but but didn't just sit down and watch start to finish. So, and that, that game was on last Saturday. Right. And it was a must win for the Sixers. They don't have a chance if they don't get it, and they didn't get it, and ultimately they didn't have a chance, even though they could have probably won game five. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I saw so much in that in that game three that told me this, and I kind of knew before going in. Like this, even though the Celtics are a young team too, they're actually technically younger than the Sixers with Kyrie and Hayward not playing. But at least they have a little more experience. Some of their guys, other than Tatum, have played at least one playoff yeah. series. Yeah, good old. And Al's played plenty, but this and like Redick has played in the playoffs obviously but a lot of guys in the Sixers hadn't and that's what happens like the teams can't finish it in their first run in the playoffs but it was it was kind of hard to watch that game because like the Sixers screwed up so many things that I saw where like it could have went the other way and Redick himself being the veteran had some bad turnovers oh yeah no those are really awful and ultimately the guy they turned to TJ uh, no that was a game four when they won I mean yeah go ahead the guy they turned to in the big spots in this game three is Marco Bellinelli, which is crazy. Yeah, and he's a couple. Of and he actually hit the game tying shot that took him to overtime. A couple inches that. But still, like if you're gonna if, if you're in the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the guy you have to go to in crunch time is Marco Bellinelli, there's no way you can't win like that. Right. Even if he does make some great shots and he's a veteran, or whatever. Like. So. You know what I'm saying? Like, so obviously, we everyone could say you know. Just can acknowledge the Sixers fucked up. Now, is this Brett Brown's fault? Or is it Brad Stevens being a genius? I wouldn't say either. I mean, obviously, I think Stevens is a great coach and figured out a way to stop the kind of quote-unquote freight train that the Sixers were coming in. But but if you look at it, too, like they had a good momentum at the end of the regular season, which we know doesn't mean much. Yeah. And then they played Miami, which is whatever. So, so wait, you're saying that... Well, I mean, if you So had, the Sixers were ultimately overhyped. Yeah. But, like, if you had to choose, based on coaching, more Was it more Brown screwing up or Stevens being good? Yeah. I would have to say Stevens. Be, and the only reason I say that is because I don't completely blame Brett Brown that much. Because 
I think it was more of the players than the coaching that messed it up for them. So you're saying inexperience, players. some veterans like Reddick screwing up a little bit here and there. And yeah, I mean he Brown gets some some um blame because like even in game five there's a couple of questionable things at the end of the game. Like they're going to right. Sarge in weird spots, like why are you him go good job he, the last couple of games though? Yeah. yeah, but he turned it over a couple of times in the fourth quarter yesterday and um the yeah, other game was yesterday, right? Yeah. Right. And then they go, Why why aren't you feeding him the whole time in there? But ultimately I think it was more the players that weren't that just weren't ready for it than the coach. I agree with you. And also on top of that, this is their first playoffs. Yeah, that's kind coming of in. So like saying, yeah. for all the overreacting Philly talk radio fans that are saying Firebrook Brown need to be like Are people saying that? Yeah. I mean, it's top radio, so, okay. I mean, uh, and I'm sure on, on boards, people are also writing the same thing. It's just, it's dumb. Yeah, so I, I feel like the team can make some changes. They got Reddit coming off the books this year, 20 million. They have a lot of cap space, and they'll be basically in position this summer to sign a couple people that were like, oh, hey, the Sixers look like a team I could help out, and... That's usually the best marketing and branding you can have, you know? Like, that's the best way to recruit players, saying, this team, I can help put this team, I want to be a part of this. And there's probably a good 100 players in the NBA that saw that series and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. You know, if the money works out. So I, everyone feels, I, I feel the same way. And they got Marco Fultz that will be rested yeah, not, for the whole year. How do you playing. Yeah, so You like, think he's going to figure out how to, how to shoot and... In the meantime... Well, I mean, he didn't play... He didn't play bad, but honestly, that's the thing that... He was hurt the whole time, and they, I feel like they forced him to come back, and or he wanted to come back, and he should have never done it. And that's the one thing they missed. Like, TJ McConnell had to come in on Game 4 and do all these, like, little versions of Matthew Dellavedova slash Steve Nash probing the... The scrappy... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, also with the Sixers, though, I said Markel needs to figure out how to shoot, but also what... And he is a rookie, of course, too. But Simmons, like, he needs to figure something out offensively as well, scoring-wise. I think you will. I think you will. The game, too, really killed them where he uh, scored one point. And he was a, literally afraid to shoot. Like, you couldn't say anything other than that. I have this love-hate so, for him. Like, uh, him saying, you know, rookie of the year, that's cool. But also, I'm like, I don't know. There's something about him that slightly rubs me a long way. Maybe it's because I'm a Nets fan. But like yeah, I also anti Australia. I'm I'm super anti Australia. Uh, unless it has to do with Steve Irwin or Crocodile Hunter. Or the Licky, of course. The Licky, you gotta love that Licky. Um, and deep cut reference there. Yeah, exactly. Go back to episode one through ten or ten through twenty or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to it, I really feel that and I don't think you would disagree, I don't think anyone would disagree. This team is there for the for the next four or five years, top four. See it easily. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Even if they had a coaching change and a GM change, I think yeah. it would be fine. As long as injuries doesn't play a part in that. So So should we make our pick for the Eastern Conference Finals then? Since we, we might as well do it that way since we already talked all the East. Of, of course. Of yeah. course. So who you got? <laughs> well, I got the Cavs, obviously. I mean, How many? I'm vacillating between five and six games. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm get, Was that Thunder just now? Yeah. It's God's, not, God's it's mad not. that I said... What, is he got a Celtics fan up there? Fuck yeah. you, God. No, uh... Russell Westbrook came through right now. Oh, boy. No, uh... Here's what I think. There's... Uh, there's a lot of things I like on the Celtics team. And honestly, I don't know if Kyrie being out right now... I mean, from a fan perspective, I, it would be nice if Kyrie was playing. There's LeBron versus Kyrie. That'd be cool. It's a cool storyline. But 
from a general perspective for the Celtics, I don't know if Kyrie and Hayward, of course, being out right now is so bad. Like, they're, the young guys are getting great experience, and they're still finding ways to win without them. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've known Kyrie a long time now. He can, just like he can take over games, he can screw things up a little, too. Turn numbers. Yeah, Which and just not scary sharing Terry. the ball enough. Scary Terry. Not if if Kyrie gets in a mood where it doesn't feel like sharing the ball, he won't do it. And sometimes for games on end. Right. So, I don't know if it's bad, but I'm very impressed by Tatum. Obviously, uh, I like Tatum a lot. Obviously, Scary Terry can um, change some games potentially. The thing is, Horford, when he plays LeBron and the Cavs, he might as well put on a Raptors uniform because that's the type of game he usually has versus LeBron. Meaning he doesn't play well, he doesn't show up. And until I see him do it, I'm not going to think anything different. So I'm not expecting much from Hartford, i got to be honest. He just doesn't match up well against us. And the Cavs in general, I don't think... I mean, the Celtics in general... Or yeah, the Cavs in general, I think, are not a great matchup for the Celtics. Some people might say, like, they're kind of similar to Pacers in, in some ways. Defense, whatever. But just from what I've seen... Like, when I saw the Pacers and Cavs play in the regular season... Pacers looked really good against us. They won games against us. The Celtics didn't look as good. So I'm going by that, even though regular season throw it out the window. I will just conservatively say Cavs and six. Brad Stevens' scheme might get, get them a game and maybe a combination of a great Tatum game and maybe a little scary Terry might get them a game. But other than that, I, I would be very surprised and, of course, very upset if the Celtics won the series. I don't think it's going to happen. What, mean, what do you say? So you should get the Celtics and says, uh, six, and not Celtics, Cavs and six. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I want to even lean towards seven because... And that would game seven would be in the garden, the TV garden. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I want to say seven is because of the way Indiana played against them. And now, naturally, usually the best player in the series, aside from Giannis losing to the Celtics, usually wins the series. Like, if you have the best player, or at least... And the way that the Cavs are rolling now, it makes it difficult for me to say seven, so I'm going to stick with six. There's a couple things that I'm going to gloss over the theme of this series. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Uh, It's quoted by Scary Terry, the original Scary Terry. And that means, in my mind, that means the Celtics will run. They will put the pressure, they'll put the defense on them. Oh boy, God's agreeing with you right yeah, now. There's yeah. thunder and lightning here. Yeah, and they'll they'll run up to the corners, they'll shoot threes and get these open shots. But when it comes down to it, you can't hide, bitch. LeBron is the king, and he will get those. Uh, he'll come up with new tricks, whether it's a horse back leg layup to win the game, or I'm I'm predicting a sky hook from three pointer next time, sometimes something like that. And Kevin Love is playing out of his mind right now, and I think that's going to stay consistent because if Kelly, especially if Kelly, the Irishman Kelly Olynyk was there, no, not this uh, he definitely he. I think he has a rivalry with the Celtics a little bit because he's always had this like putting pitch to them, and and he always thought about it. But I think in 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 the hindsight, he's thought about a what if, and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this team down." I think George Hill. Is gonna help. Well, why did you just bring Olenek up right now? Because he got his arm broken in Boston. Kevin loved it. By Kelly Olenek. Oh, you're saying love. But even though Olenek's not on the team anymore. Not in the Celtics organization. That's why I was leading to like why he has this 
angst against okay. the Celtics. Well, that's just why I was confused because I think it's it's just hey, you could run, but you can't hide. Okay, it, right? <laughs> well, you understand why I'm confused. What you're saying? No, I, I mean, I it's not really the Celtics that injured him. It's a Lenny specific. No, but well, you, maybe you could be right. I mean, no, maybe you could have some pain from that. You know, like he, yeah, I guess. And and Kyrie not being there obviously plays a huge part. But like, scary Terry doesn't turn over the ball, right? And Scary Terry shoots a high percentage. And apparently he's best friends with Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Former Pets. No, legend Drew no, Bledsoe. No, 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 he's going to be sitting courtside. Drew Bledsoe is friends with Terry Rosé. <laughs> not Rosier. Terry Rosé is a drink that's coming out this, uh, this summer. I don't know if you heard about that. It's got a screen mask, a screen mask on the label. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard about that one. Yeah, you got to check on the internet. Uh, I'm getting some rosé these days. It's pretty refreshing. Yeah, I mean, the summer Scary rosés are the best, though. Yeah. Uh, scary Terry rosés. But when it comes down to it, I feel like George Hill's going to outplay uh, Scary Terry. And, so. and he's going he's gonna to put some defense. Because George Hill is a good defender. He's been a good defender in Indiana and in San Antonio. And I don't think Eric, Eric Bledsoe looked over him. Ben Simmons, CJ McCallum couldn't really figure out, uh, you know, what, who this person was, but I feel like the Cavs coaching staff and Ty Lue will have a game plan for them, for Scary, uh, Scary Terry, and Scary Terry will be hiding himself like a little bitch. Uh, no offense to Scary Terry. And, and if you're doing the drinking game at home listening to this where you drink every time and now it says Scary Terry, mm-hmm. you would be now uh, on the floor most likely. Unless you don't have a tolerance at all. And now the rain is coming down. <laughs> then you would have died if you don't have a tolerance. <laughs> the rain's coming down. The rain God's mad about down. this. So we both agree on that. Yeah. I think. I think, and six, I think this is a good uh, time to stop for the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll get back to you guys with the Western. All right. The sky's crying. Look at the tears roll down the street. So, Western Conference. That's right. So we in the Eastern we had one sweep, one gentleman sweep, and uh, in the West here we had another two pack of gentlemanly sweeps. Genty sweeps. That's like trice gent sweeps. Are you speaking Latin now, or what? Is, what is this? It's uh, it's my way of dropping some new vernacular on my listeners right now. Creating, listeners. creating hot new vernac for the listener. Yeah, that's what they tune in for. You know, that's right. I guess I didn't know. I forgot the max of of vernacs on these racks on racks trap. You feel you feeling all right? I'm feeling good. Okay, I'm feeling good. It's a little late, a little tired. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a lot more to say about the East than the West, anyway. But um, what do you think? So obviously, racket stubs, which everyone basically thought would be the case, right? Even preseason. I mean, I think everyone thought it was the case just based on the fact that the Rockets had the regular season record. Um, yeah. I think if they placed like second or third, everyone already knew Golden State was going to be there. Yeah. But but even preseason, I'm saying before we knew that they're going to win the you know finish first seed and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think we had when we did our previews and everything. I think we had them as the teams with the two best records right. anyway. Right. right. So. Oh, I mean, before we jump into that, I really want to just talk about Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. Oh yeah, so recapping, so the Jazz lost to 
like we said, lost in five to the Rockets. Now, they didn't have Ricky Rubio as well, which hurt them a lot. Yeah. He'd been playing well before his injury in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But Donovan Mitchell, yeah, what do you want to say about him? He's ridiculous. Like, that, watching him first get past, uh, Jesus, whatever team he played uh, originally, OKC, yeah. as a rookie, and then did everything he could to put the team on his back, on his back, to get past the Rockets. And I think they were probably maybe two or three plays away from tying up the series. I think it was game three, maybe. Or not game four. I forgot. Whichever one. Mm-hmm. The guy's at the stud. I feel like he's rookie of the year over Ben Simmons. What are your thoughts on his play and the Jazz? Yeah, especially if you take the playoffs into consideration, I would probably have him over Simmons. It's tough. I mean... Also, with Simmons, he is technically a rookie, but I mean, he's a year older because he just didn't play his rookie year. That's a mini controversy, kind of. That's the whole uh, trolling um, with a t-shirt yeah. definition of a rookie. Yeah. And if you're just looking at pure offensive ball, even Tatum had a, has had a better playoff. So, But, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to argue. I mean, I guess I'll just give it to Simmons for the more complete game. But I don't know if that's even right. Yeah, I mean... And you have to separate playoffs from regular season, I suppose, for these awards. But mm-hmm. he definitely came out of nowhere for me. And he definitely seems to have... The thing I talked about with DeRozan a little bit before in the, when we were talking the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. he just doesn't seem to have that it factor in the postseason that put my team on my back and just take well, over. Benny, Benny S? What? Benny Sims? No, I'm talking about DeRozan. I was saying he didn't have that before. All right. But in contrast, Donovan Mitchell... He seems like he is that. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's so he's he can be good for crazy good doing uh, that for years to come. I think Jazz so got to lock him down. Jazz got to Everyone thinks that Jazz has an optimistic picture. I don't think that's debatable. Mm-hmm. I just also want to pour some out for the other team, Pellies. Those Pellies, and they were looking so good after the first round. They swept the Blazers, of course. Yeah, I mean you're you're dealing with like a different animal. Yeah, I ran into the buzzsaw. Yeah, I mean. People say, like, oh, well, if they had Boogie Cousins, they'd play better. I don't know if that's true. They seem to play better without him, honestly, in the regular season. A little more free space and in the yeah. paint, yeah. The Twin Towers type of thing just doesn't really... I don't know, in today's NBA, I don't know if it's the right game to have. If two players were going to make it work out of all this, like, big men, I think it would be Boogie and Anthony yeah. Davis because they can pass the ball really well and they can shoot from outside. So it's... Yeah, the thing true. is, I think their personalities... They may be friends, but they, one of them has to be the alpha on the team, right? So yeah, he ruptured his Achilles. What's what's going on with the the Pelis going forward? Rondo's a free agent, uh, so Boogie Cousins. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think they. I mean, they should try to retain Rondo if they can. He does. He's a really great postseason guy. Yeah, I think they should probably move on from Boogie, um, because like of what we're saying here, mm-hmm. and they really mixed up their talent. Kind of. I mean, no one expected. Drew Holiday to be as good as he was this year. Right. Um, they brought in Miritech, who he did. gave him a big he lift. Did, yeah, he did pretty well. I didn't expect In that, that Blazers series, he did really well at the end of the year. So, yeah. Uh, it seems like, I don't know if they can recreate it the exact same way. Maybe they can bring it back next year uh, uh, without Cousins and bring in another new guy that can, even midseason or whatever, they can give him a spark again a la Miritech. I mean, in this West here, I don't. You with with a talent like Davis, you you want to contend for championships, but I just don't know if it's going to work out given the, the other talents in the conference right now. I, I, mean, I don't know what they, they can do. When really. did they play? They were seventh or six. And they were six in the Western Conference, right? Uh, yeah. The Blazers were third. Yes. 
Uh, but and they fluctuated throughout the year. Eight and they fought four, towards right? the end, right? That's when they kind of once Boogie Cousins went off. That's when they spent. Yeah, up. but he went down like halfway through the season, so they had right. a lot of time without him. I honestly think that they can be a perennial top four in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. I think they can be, but, that, but again, that's not enough necessarily. I mean, it's like it all depends on what happens in the off season, like you said. Yeah. If, uh, if Boogie's not going to be there, if they, I don't know what free agents. I mean. This is just a random thought. What happens to Kawhi Leonard's on the Pellies? Like, that's a huge... Well, I never considered that a location there for him. I don't know if that's that would, that would, possible, That would but... make sense a lot, though. Like... I mean, that, yeah, that would be great, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you could say that for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, that is good. I, I never considered that. I don't... Again, I don't know if I feel like we play with Kawhi Leonard, but... like, all the time. We just throw him in on Yeah, but we've never done it with the Pellies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't know if they can pay him. I, I, I would think they probably can't, but... Okay, so we both um, post them out for those teams. Yep, but uh, I, and uh, I, I do like both those teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, think most of the NBA appreciated those teams. There's no, yeah. especially because they're fresh faces in, in the playoffs and they're mm-hmm. deep in the playoffs. Honestly, it would have been int- if if seating worked out a little differently. Maybe the Warriors tanked even more than they did last month, or however it worked out. It would be in- it would have been more interesting. I think to see that. Yeah. Have the Rockets and Warriors play this series, and and then have the the uh, Jazz and. Pelly's play each other. Oh, that would be that would be like we yeah. get some better series be right here. These, yeah. This second round was all sweeps and down and sweeps, like we said. It just wasn't yeah. a great round. It would it would be a, yeah, a semi Eastern Conference final, like the semifinals, if it was Rockets, Warriors, and the other yeah, that would be amazing. I I'm, but, just, I'm getting a hard on thinking about it. So Yeah. Well, you know, settle down and get you know, put Tuck that thing away. I'll do it. I'm gonna do that up front tuck where you can't That's see right. it. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta do that. That's the move. That's the but move. Uh, when I want to lose lose wood, I start thinking about the Warriors because I hate them so much. Mm-hmm. So you don't you, you don't so get let's talk about them. You, you get flaccid as well. No, unless I get a hate boner, it's possible. Hate boners do happen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so even though the Rockets were, of course, the number one seed, best yeah. record in the league. Rocked. Yeah. You know, we've, we've seen Raptors, et cetera. I'm not comparing them, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. <laughs> and everyone thought Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors. I said a preseason. Everyone did. It's the quadrilogy. It's four, you know, yeah. four in a row. Yeah. What can the Rockets possibly do to avert this fate, to avoid the, the four in a row, the quadrilogy? I mean, it's really... What's their best game plan of attack? It's really up to the role players. It's stupid to say, so cliche. But, like, it's up to P.J. Tucker. It's up to Eric Gordon. It's up to... They have to use their depth. And the thing is that that's a concern... Trevor Ariza. Trevor... Well, I think Trevor Ariza is just not even... I mean, he's a supporting player, but he's, like... He's always been a consistent. Yeah, okay. He's always been a consistent. You're talking about bench guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think the biggest game-changer that they have is Clint Capella. Like, honestly, he's the only X-factor that can... Kind of sway the series because and if you have if you have like if you have to match up with a big with Sasa Pachulia, Clint's gonna roll. roll and that's team. where the war, the Dubs are the weakest in the five position. Yeah, and then if they respond with Javale McGee, maybe they can neutralize some positions. But Clint Capella is best one of the best rolling centers in the NBA, and it shows because he gets he gets buckets, he gets rebounds, he gets block shots. He's he's ready. He's always ready for James Harden or or. Paul to re- throw that pass to him. So, I think he's got those th- on those like giant hands or lanky kind of like like he looks like one of those car dealership balloons, you know, that just go the wavy wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like 
He looks like one of those with his game set. Yeah. I shouldn't wave too much on defense, though, because if they can get around, even as I could get around that, probably not. He's way over <laughs> the left. Put it up. Now, I think, all right, so my X factor is I, I agree with you, the bench needs to be play a perfect game, basically. But I think I'm, I'm putting this one down to Chris Paul right here. Mm. Never made the finals before. First time he's been in the Western in, in Conference Finals, even. He and he had some very clutch shots in the last series. I think he needs his clutch factor needs to be a hundred percent, and not just his normal great passing. He needs to hit shots, hit big three balls, not rely all on Harden to to completely get all the scoring done. I think he needs to just take it up another level and honestly be with Curry a little banged up still. He needs to outclass Steph Curry. I think. So you're talking about like what he did in Game Five in the last couple of matches, where he just blew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he needs to keep that up for multiple games. Mm-hmm. Um, hope that Curry doesn't have it. On, doesn't have it going completely. Near impossible to stop Durant, so you're just gonna have to go with that. Match Durant and Harden. They can potentially, and and obviously it's not one on one, but you know, in a one on one type scenario, they can match offensive output, and then yeah. Who's guarding Clay or Risa or I mean, I guess one doesn't matter, right? Um, I agree with you. I agree yeah, with defensively you. it's a little uh, an issue, but depending what lineup the Doves are allowed. But no, I agree with you. Um, CP three needs to have a legit twenty five a game, twelve assists, maybe one or two turnovers, uh, three steals. He needs to and big shots and clutch shots. Yeah, he needs yeah. to put that up. I think what the main thing is that we're not even talking about the under undertone is this is the State Farm. Uh, point guard double cha- um, championship. You got little Steph Curry and big Steph Curry, and you got Chris Paul and little Chris Paul, and they're going to they're going to battle right now. This is little Chris wasn't like Cliff or what? Didn't he have some alter ego? Cliff Paul. Oh, Cliff Paul. Cliff Paul yeah. yeah, I don't know who the other one. Steve Curry, I think that or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, they're going to, on the elevator. Remember? The, the yeah, little, yeah, I remember. Yeah, this is li- a metaphor. Literally, if Chris Paul. Is going up that elevator. He needs to pass uh, Seth Curry and keep moving. He can't just can't take a night off. He can't blame it on anyone. He can't be berating his teammates. I think this is probably what he's learned not to like chastise all his teammates all the time. Yeah. But he needs to make Seth Curry work on defense. Like that's the first thing he needs to do. Yeah. And after that, lock him down if he can. I don't think it's possible. Though. Yeah. And uh, well, we'll make our pick. But and and with Harden in the past, like. In some of these series, like last year, I, th- I think, or maybe it was two years ago, but I think it was last year, but I remember a specific game in the final, the conference finals, where Harden was just completely gassed, had nothing left, was turning it over because he just had nothing in the fourth quarter. And yes, because he had t- just had to do too much. Now that obviously he has Paul, it needs to really yeah. go that way. Yeah. And, you know, Harden just needs to keep doing I mean, what he does. Going back to the first point, Rocket's bench is better than Warriors' bench. Uh, yeah, definitely. 110% there. I mean, it's... I mean, they have players that fit in the system, like the Loonies and the Bells and stuff like that, but, like... And Livingston's still there, kind of. Iggy will probably Maybe be... Like will said, be start, yeah. He might be starting, so then that, that depletes their whole bench. Did he start in the last series? Yeah. They okay. went to the Hampton Five, I think, in game two, maybe, or something like that? Yeah, after the small ball lineup. Yeah, the um, Hampton Five. So, I'm actually... I'm still conflicted. I haven't really made a pick um, on a... But what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Warriors. I'm conflicted on the number of games. I'm going to say... 
I, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I'm going to ma- kind of mirror my Cavs pick and say Dubs and, and Sex. Mm. And they went at home in game six. Mm. I think that the Rockets will get one game in Golden State, but, but cough up one game at home. To mulligan, basically. I think even maybe the f- game one, they might, they'll lose. Wow. And, that, and then they'll lose in six. If they win game one, and certainly if they win game one and two, they, I think they have a decent shot then to win in seven. But yeah. I just don't think that's good. I don't think they're going to be able to go 2 and 0 on. On the, on the dogs. Hmm. What do you say? So, obviously, Rocks have home court. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a vision of Game 7, which I think I'm going to stick with that. I think the Warriors will win on the road in Game 7. So, Warriors okay. in 7. And here's the thing about the Warriors. They, I think, some of their struggles this year, if you can call them that, well, you know, on that finishing first, dropping a game here and there in the playoffs, they're bored. You know they're what I mean? Self-inflicted wounds, yeah. Yeah. This is a series they could sink their teeth into, so to speak. This is one they're going to get up for. Number one seed Rockets are in all that. Yeah. So I think they're going to play at the best level they can. And the the Rockets have to play perfect and hope for a little luck with Curry not being 100%. There's a lot of mini storylines in here, which I love. Like Steve Kerr was a GM for his son. D'Antonio was head coach. All right. Steve Kerr was like, hey, why don't you hire this guy Tom Thibodeau? In 2008, we really need some defense. Uh, we need to work on that. And he's like, no, don't tell me how to coach it. And he left to the Knicks. Yeah, he hates defense. Yeah, <laughs> and he walked away from the whole thing, walked away from Nash, everyone. And uh, and t- that year, Tom Thibodeau was on the Celtics, and they won the championship in 2008. So, so like, there's a couple little... Some advantage, Carter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if they're buddy-buddy or anything. It doesn't, I don't even matter, but... I mean, I always like Steve Curry, and I like D'Antoni, too. I just think that the experience is, is going to throw some of the Rockets off, and I think the clutch factor, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry will get back. Because he's only been, what, played three games so far in the whole playoffs? Came back in game one or game two? I think two, so he played four games. He played, yeah, played four games, and he's just getting started getting back to healthy. So yeah, exactly. he got some rest, so... So, we got that. I guess we'll uh, leave it there yep. um, because we don't know what's going to happen. No, we got to get back in the lab here after this round and for a finals preview. Though. Maybe we'll do with this in uh, Studio A. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Do you want to say one quick thing about the Nets before we wrap up? Since- yeah, I do. I do. The Nets have been focusing on their culture. Um, actually, I had this really off off podcast talk uh, with some guy that I've been working with recently. He's from Alaska. Wow. Carlos Boozer's native land. <laughs> Not only Carlos Boozer, but Alaskan assassin Trajan Langdon. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So Trajan Langdon. Both former Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Trajan Langdon actually worked for the Nets. He's a scout right now. Oh, okay. So he was telling me that uh, my friend Larry that was telling me about that. It's like, yeah, he grew up with them. Uh, like he was younger in the guy Larry's older, but like he would, he would teach him basketball. Like you play one on one with him, and then at some point, sophomore year, he just he with Landon. You're talking about Landon. Yeah, so he played with Landon like a ten year old when he was a twelve year old Landon one on one, and kind of like, just like kind of, like get him to play more, and that led him to obviously still keeping interest in basketball, and then sophomore year, he grew up to six five or six six, and then after that, when they played one on one. Larry was getting killed by Trajan Langdon on the reg. But he's telling me that, you know, uh, Trajan still works for the Nets, 
So whenever he's in town and he's not scouting, he gets some tickets up to uh, Larry and he goes to go to the games. But Trajan apparently has been just working so much and scouting on a lot of prospects internationally. I'm super excited for the draft because he's been he's been year round doing this. Like he's only been in the job for a year and a half, give or take. So whatever you know, this is the first year we're gonna have our draft pick. Um, so <laughs> like five years, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this, unless they cough it up, we're not making. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's not trade down trade, trade at this actually, point. We don't have our pick. This is your pick, Cleveland's pick. Yeah, that's true. What are you talking uh, about? I'm, I'm, we did acquire two other picks. Okay. So I feel like it doesn't matter where we're picking. We're gonna have a good draft, and we're gonna make some moves. I think we might shop Rondé, Hollis Jefferson, but those are all two to be. TBDs, but I'm excited. This is like a little inside Brooklyn Rebounds story cool. scoop from Let's your friend scoop. Larry, isn't it? Larry, I thought you say whenever Larry's in town, oh, he go he goes and kicks his ass again. and just dunks on him completely. Yeah, <laughs> good old Larry getting dunked on. Uh, classic Larry. All right, uh, all right. Shouts to Larry uh, from Alaska. Hey, what's up with this uh, Iceland uh, coaster? My you coaster and yeah. casually, but it's the 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 famous. Casually Pod Coaster. The Iceland Casually yeah, Pod says, Coaster. Yeah, it says Iceland, been there, with the red check. So is this a confirmed it? thing you've been to Iceland? Confirmed kill, yeah. So I've been, uh, yes, that's where I picked that one up. Got it. Good for you. I think that's a good fun fact. Yeah, it's a good fun fact to end our, our uh, conference previews. <laughs> I think on. that'll do it. All right, All right. All right guys, uh, be sure to follow us on Brooklyn Rebound and uh, subscribe wherever you can find podcasts. Tell some friends. Let them know. Let them know that we do podcasts. We like having fun. We like talking about things. Yeah, you know what? Even if your friend just leaves their laptop around or their phone, just go on the on the store, iTunes store, go on your podcast app and just subscribe to them too. Like, they don't you know, you could also click the five-star thing. It doesn't take that much time. It doesn't. It, it, it takes hardly any time, really. Mm-mm. Less time than we're talking about it right now. And we wouldn't even be thro- throwing pop-up notifications saying, hey, do you like Brooklyn Rebound? We don't do that. We just ask you... Very politely to go on there and hit five star. That's it. That's it. That way we can do more episodes for you guys. I mean, instead of like once every six weeks, that might help. Right? Right? Without threatening them now. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a promise. A promise. A promise, not a threat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, so rate, and rate and, and subscribe, or we're never going to end this one right now. We're just going <laughs> to keep talking. Uh, you know, we only got one more plug to do. And what's that, Padre? What? What is it? Voices in Your Head podcast. Follow oh, our other podcast, Voices in Your Head. Yeah, it's a good comedy show. If you like comedy, improv, impressions, funny stuff, uh, you'll like it. And it's shorter than this. All right. Usually. It's uh, 11.03 over here on the East Coast. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. That's how that works, right? Yeah. I'm about to just start pre-gaming for a Cavs Celtics game one. Already? Sunday. When is that? Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Just start a pre-game early. A matinee game? Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. All right, that'll do it for this podcast. Good night, Queens. Good night, Brooklyn. Let's go, Nets. Peace. Peace.